This is KYUK, public radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Sage Smiley. Members of the State House and Senate are working out the details of a wide-ranging education bill. It's been one of the biggest priorities of the session for leaders of both chambers, and they say they've been able to find some common ground. But as Alaska Public Media's Eric Stone reports, they are still far apart on one key issue, how much to increase state education funding. On most of the sprawling education bill, the House and Senate are seeing more or less eye to eye, at least according to Representative Craig Johnson, an Anchorage Republican. I think probably 85 percent, maybe more. We're more than close. We're in alignment. Uh, Maybe not in total agreement, but at least alignment. But as anyone who's ever done a home improvement project can tell you, that last 15 percent is a heavy lift. Here's Senate Rules Chair Senator Bill Wilikowski, an Anchorage Democrat. The issues that are remaining are, are big issues, and we don't have an agreement on the, the BSA, which is probably the biggest one, for example. The BSA is the base student allocation. That's the base per student education funding, which has been at the center of debate since the legislative session began in January. The bill offered by the House majority includes a $300 increase. Senators have said they want substantially more. Last year, the House and Senate agreed to one-time funding equivalent to more than twice that $300 increase. And advocates for local school districts are asking for an increase of more than $1,400. Senator Jesse Bjorkman, a Nikiski Republican, says a significant bump in education funding is essential. If we expect our students to have at least the same as what they do now, or hopefully better educational opportunities and outcomes, we need to invest more in our K-12 educational opportunities. And students, teachers, school board members, and administrators have been crowding the halls of the Capitol as the two sides work towards a deal, testifying on Monday to the Senate Education Committee on the need for more state funding. There are only so many branches you can cut from a tree before it dies. Alaska education is to the stump. Maggie Grenier is a student at Nikiski Middle High School on the Kenai Peninsula, and she says some key programs are on the chopping block. At the current levels of education funding, my school will lose this middle school student council, our high school student council, world language, music or art, advanced classes, a CTE class, middle school musical theater, and at least one high school and middle school sport, and our assistant principal position and two teachers. And the situation is even more dire in Sleepmute, a village of less than 100 on the banks of the Kuskokwim River. Student Kylie Hayden told senators her school has been condemned and is at risk of collapse because lawmakers failed to provide money for a new roof. We need major repairs to our school, but here's why we can't just fix it on our own. We have no way to get the extra money. We have no tax base in our region to draw from, so the only thing our district can do to address the problem on their own is to take money away from things like curriculum and staff and direct it towards maintenance issues. The next step for the House education bill is to move to the House floor, though it's unclear when it'll get there. But Johnson, the House Rules Chair, says he's not expecting all of his caucus's priorities to be included. You know, there may be one issue that we don't agree with, but overall the package has got enough in it that we could maybe hold our nose and votes on some of the stuff we don't like. And Senate President Gary Stevens says the bipartisan Senate majority is open to a deal. This is the place where compromises are made. No one seems ready to predict when those compromises will come together. And even if lawmakers do, it's unclear what's ahead if the bill passes. Johnson says talks on the bill to this point have not involved the governor's administration. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Eric Stone.
Elsewhere in the state, a major transition is ahead for the Alaska Federation of Natives. AFN leaders have announced plans for Julie Kitka to step aside as president before this fall's convention. KNBA's Rhonda McBride looks at how this changing of the guard will take place. Next month, AFN will open the application process, the first step in choosing the next person to lead the state's largest Native organization. In an announcement, AFN leaders said it was Kitka's choice to leave this role. Kitka was elected president in 1990, but her service to AFN goes back four decades. From health care to fulfilling the goals of the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, Kitka has had a hand in almost every one of AFN's major achievements. Julie's managed AFN through historic issues. Paul Ontaguk, an Alaska Native historian, says it's always tough for a legacy leader to decide when it's the right time to leave. No one lands on that one squarely that I've ever seen. There's an enormous amount of appreciation that needs to be given for all the time and enormous effort that she has put in year after year. Kitka first joined AFN in 1984 as a special assistant for human resources. She also served as AFN's Washington, D.C. lobbyist and vice president. AFN's board of directors has created a succession committee and hired the Four Acre Group to help with the search and transition. Four Acre is an organization that helps nonprofits grow and adapt to change. AFN is also asking its members to fill out a survey to help them choose the new president. Angtaguk says that's a good idea, and it's especially important for AFN leaders to hear from the younger generation, who may have ideas they would never even imagine. The way people think about what that role is and what it should be, what it could be for the future, it really does need to take a fresh bend to the river. The plan is to have a new president in place by October to lead the 2024 AFN convention, the largest gathering of its kind in the state. Kitka says she has no comment at this time, but is not leaving the picture entirely and will take up a new role at AFN to be announced in the near future. AFN's co-chair Joe Nelson says it's difficult to imagine an AFN without Julie Kitka at the helm, but AFN leaders, he says, are committed to a healthy transition. In Anchorage, I'm Rhonda McBride. Students in the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program, known as ANSEP, recently gathered in downtown Anchorage to listen to the first enrolled member of a Native American tribe to fly into space. Former NASA astronaut and U.S. Navy officer John Harrington, who's Chickasaw, was invited to town to inspire young people to pursue their dreams. KNBA's Hannah Bissett has more. ANSEP began as a scholarship program to aid one Indigenous student in pursuing a career in science, technology, engineering, and math, and has blossomed into a multi-program facility with thousands of Alaskan graduates. John Harrington was chosen as the ANSEP program's motivational speaker this year to congratulate and celebrate recent and -and up-and-coming Alaskan graduates. Some ANSEP program students begin in kindergarten with sessions ranging from 45 minutes to several months. And as early as middle school, students can take on college classes. 
I walked in here and was like, wow, look at all the students, my goodness, and, and the age range. It's, you know, from like middle school, I think, all the way up to PhD. Harrington flew into space in 2002. Before his departure, he was saged and brought several cultural items on board. Harrington's time in space had a meaningful impact on the Chickasaw Nation in Oklahoma and other tribal communities across the country. Harrington remembers a time when he opened a sentry chest from 1913 and read a letter from William Malcolm Guy. I find out that William Malcolm Guy was a governor of my tribe back at the turn of the century. And in it he said, I hope the people 100 years hence are in full enjoyment of those things that I wanted most for my people. And it was education and advancement in society. And I'm like, I'm the first guy reading this. I'm a Chickasaw citizen reading a letter written by my governor way back in the day. When Harrington finished speaking, the students traced his footprints in the center of the room to represent a golden circle. They will be laminated and added to a collection of footprints of other motivational speakers, a reminder of the possibilities with the power of passion. I like to think that the decisions my ancestors made that allowed me to do what I've done is I have to honor their essentially their sacrifice that I've been able to accomplish the type of things and that hopefully somebody else in my tribe or other tribes say I can do the same thing. Matt Calhoun is the interim president of the ANSA program. He spoke about his experience as an alumni student and the importance of the celebration speaker. For the students to see someone like them and be inspired on what they could potentially do. An inspirational message to the students so that they can hopefully realize that they can be accomplished. Calhoun took over after Herb Schneider, who started ANSEP more than 20 years ago, went on an administrative leave in 2023. Graduates and sponsors were recognized at the event for their contributions to the program and were gifted with giant strips of baleen, an ANSEP tradition. Calhoun says that before the ANSEP program, the amount of Alaska Native people who graduated with a STEM degree from a school like the University of Alaska Anchorage could be counted on two hands. And since ANSEP has originated and, and grown to what it is today, that number is nearly a thousand graduates. At the event, a new program was announced, the beginning of a business track at ANSEP, which will be its first non-STEM focused program. For KNBA News, I'm Hannah Bissett. This is KYUK News. I'm Sage Smiley. Goyana Chaknek for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for your Tun Ganam Chit coming up.